0: Alright, welcome back to Magic with a K. I'm Daniel.
1: And I'm Alex.
0: And today's topic, we're going to be talking about the fae. Since we've talked about the fae in a cursory view, I guess, over several episodes now, since this is episode seven, we're going to be talking more in depth about the different kinds of fae, and we'll still bring up Santa Claus because uh, Santa's a big old fae. So.
1: <laughs> or is
0: he? Well, that's potential as well. There was a uh, Interesting TikTok that, uh, that Alex sent me. That uh, it was a young lady that's talking about the way she talked about him, he's a potential Tulpa. That's the way I was viewing it.
1: Um, yeah. And that maybe he was, in fact, an uh, American god.
0: That's potential as well. We'll also be doing one on a potential, just a, a fun show called The American Pantheon, where we kind of, we're going to make up a couple of things about what could be an American Pantheon, stuff like that, just have a little bit of fun. That'll be in a few episodes. Yeah.
1: Um, But today we are going to talk about the Fae, um, what they are, what they aren't, um, some examples, um, why I don't interact with them, (laughs) if I can avoid it. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, and like Daniel said, we have... Mention them here and there and I want to say, probably every episode. Just about. Because the Fae are so ubiquitous. Um, Mm -hmm. It's such a large and broad category, too.
0: Right, and because of their magical abilities, they could also be imitating other things that we're seeing, potentially, when we're looking at different subjects within the occult and just some of the paranormal, supernatural stuff. Uh, just because of some of their rumored abilities and some of the abilities they actually do possess. Uh, But, you know, the first one that usually comes to mind is obviously Fairies, right? And this is actually going to be taken from uh, The Element Element Encyclopedia of Magical Creatures by John and Caitlin Matthews. It's a great book. It's a lot of fun. It's got all kinds of stuff in there. But uh, fairies are basically described as a race of beings between humans and spirits. They live as our neighbors, but because human beings have often failed to look after, their part of the Earth's guardianship. We seldom encounter fairies, for they regardless, regard us as boastful breakers of promises. Which is another reason not to probably be playing with the fae folk, because breaking promises usually leads to really bad things in a lot of the stories. Yes. But they, you know, a lot of people, there's a... They get clumped in, everything does, you know so you got fairies, dwarves, elves, goblins, uh, gnomes. gnomes, all kinds of just different things, and they also vary across different cultures as to what all is a fae, what's not a fae.
1: Um, so for example, so a lot of people when they think of the fae, they think of that very Anglo-centric, British-centric, um, British Isles, fairy type thing. Um what people don't realize is that the reason we call them that is because those are the ones where the word fey or fairy is the endemic word. Um, you have fey creatures in all sorts of different mythos. Um, you've got the kitsune in Japan. Right. Which, um, if, if anyone remembers my story about leaving the cookies out for the fey, um we had a kid soon come by and pick mm-hmm. up the
0: cookies which was really cool I mean, we talked about that before uh, but like for instance in india uh, as noted in here it's you know they're known as the vidya sharvas i'm sure i butchered that and they look after the woods and wild places uh, while in greece you'll have things like fauns, centaurs dryads nymphs uh, those are the ones that look after the wild places uh, but it just depends on which culture you're in and what you're doing. You know, obviously uh, Scandinavia. There's different ones as well, and they're called different things based on, you know, what they're doing and where they live. Uh, just like you could, you see elements potentially of, of fairy folk stuff in the Valkyries, right? The Valkyries are potentially, they could be they could be fae or they have fae like qualities, but it's also one of those: are they really fae?
1: I wouldn't classify Valkyrie as a fey. Right. I could see why one would make that classification, mm-hmm. um, but I would say, on two notes, they're easily classified as servants of a deity. Right. Um, like an angel, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: therefore, that wouldn't make them a fae. Right. And two, they exist in a culture that is endemic with obvious fae creatures. Oh, right. Absolutely. So, if you're looking at a culture that doesn't call things fey or have creatures that are very obvious to a fey, mm-hmm. then sometimes you're looking, you're like, okay, when and if these people encounter the fey, what what did they classify them as? What did they call them? Right. But when you've got a culture like the Norse that already were encountering mm. fey creatures
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they chose not to already classify them as the fey. Right. Right, so, so, that's why I would not go so far as to say that uh, a
0: Valkyrie is fake. Right, and, and that's what they even bring up is you know it's just like uh, for instance, you know the uh, the Valkyries share the kind of the same thing as the banshees from mm-hmm. Irish lore, uh, where the banshees would scream about a departed soul from the battlefield, whereas the Valkyries were picking up the soul to take them to yeah. Valhalla, uh, different things like that, and obviously banshees aren't fae either. Yeah, but. You also One of the biggest fae, obviously, that most people are really familiar with is elves, right? Now, there's all kinds of different things that come to mind when people say elves. Obviously, this time of year, you're picturing little guys working in a workshop making toys for Santa. Or because, Elf on the
1: shelf, right. which we don't do in my house because we don't invite the fae into the house.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've never done that either. Um, but, you know, most of the time, that's what... And, you know, it gets kind of all mushed up with, for instance, the Lord of the Rings, if you're familiar with Tolkien's work, if you watch the movies, if you read the books, stuff like that.
1: Which, I mean, Tolkien's work is heavily influenced by the occult of Europe and Scandinavia.
0: Right, and so the elves there are almost like angelic creatures that are basically immortal and are beautiful and everything like that.
1: A lot of the elves that I think I remember seeing as a child, like working in Santa's workshop and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, the shoemaker Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, Right. um, I always see them more as gnomes.
0: Yeah, right, because they're wearing similar clothing and doing similar things to what gnomes are supposedly (laughs) supposed to be doing.
1: And they they look similar.
0: Right, and they do. They do look similar. Um, But you have, for instance, there's all kinds of different things throughout a lot of the lore on elves that when you get down to it some of them were some of them were like they're you know they're snatching kids and putting changelings in their place yep so you have an elf child um, elf cup was an interesting one that I, I read in here it's you know a stone with a hollow in it filled with morning dew uh, that's that's an old term uh, then you had elf fire which is another name for will-o'-wisps mm-hmm. if you you know I'm sure Everybody's familiar with those, or mostly. Um,
1: if you've seen Brave, Brave. If
0: you've brave. seen Brave, yeah, the Will-O-Wisp. Uh, now, the, the interesting part about that was the Will-O-Wisp led her to a place that was both uh, discovery and dangerous. Mm-hmm. A lot of times that was the warning against following the Will-O-Wisps from the stories was they would lead you off cliffs. Yep. They would kill you. Uh, they would take you into the fairy lands, and mm-hmm. you'd never be seen again. Uh, that's why some of those were, and also, of course, it all boils down to, as we've talked about before, you don't go in the forest at night. That's what a lot of that is. Don't go in the forest. The forest is dangerous. And, I mean,
1: anyone who's lived anywhere near Appalachia knows. Oh. Don't look into the trees. Mm-hmm. Don't go in the forest at night. If you heard a sound, no, you
0: didn't. Right. Uh, and you know, some of them, that's the other part, you know, you, you get... Uh, elves and brownies, which mm-hmm. is another mm-hmm. uh, fey creature. Uh, they get those kind of mashed together as well. Uh, so you see...
1: In American folklore, we're pretty good at, at mashing together. Oh,
0: absolutely. Well, it's a melting pot. Yeah. There you go. So you have all those things come together, whereas, you know, elves, elves could be... Elves had, obviously, in the original stories, they had a lot of magic. Um, they were potentially able to be at least semi-immortal uh, in a lot of the stories they could still die i do remember that and reading through some of the stuff about going to the elf lands different things like that yeah. uh but they're once again their time is different the time doesn't exist the same way it does for our linear brain here yeah. and therefore yeah it it wasn't unusual in the stories to have you know a king that had ruled over the fairy lands for you know hundreds of years because They just didn't die.
1: Yeah. Um, Time passes different there. Right. Um, One of the um, interesting things about the Fae um, that is often said is because they are the guardians of the wild places, um, they have a great hatred of iron.
0: Right. Because it chops down trees.
1: Because it chops down trees and Mm -hmm. it also leads to uh, machinery and... Mm A destruction of of wild thoughts, wild energy, and wild places. Um, so those that I know that do work with the Fae, um, use wooden implements. Um, I Mm -hmm. have a friend who, uh, or had a friend who worked with the Fae pretty exclusively, um, and he made a, um, athame for me out of wood.
0: Very nice.
1: So I still have it. It's, it's lovely. It's a beautiful piece. Um, but yeah, it's a wooden at the bay and mm-hmm. I thought, really? And he goes, well, you can't use silver, and right. you can't use iron, right?" and I can't find metal that is safe to use mm-hmm. that I can guarantee don't have silver or iron in it at all.
0: Yeah.
1: And he, he goes, you could theoretically use aluminum, but that's gonna you, the odds of you getting it pure enough. Right. Um. And so for those reasons, he used all wooden implements. Even, he wouldn't even use leaded crystal. Oh,
0: that's interesting. Okay.
1: Um, So a lot of us, so for example, my chalices on my altar are made out of leaded crystal. Right. Um, I know a lot of people who use either um, brass or bronze or crystal chalices, and he had hand-carved wooden chalices. That's interesting. Everything was either wood or stone.
0: Yeah, I I will say copper makes a a good chalice, just saying. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that's... If you are
1: using leaded crystal, don't drink out of your leaded crystal. Correct,
0: yes. Remember, lead hurts the body and can lead to your death. Um, That's
1: that's my warning right there. Um, I don't drink out of my chalice. Right,
0: right. Um, But, yeah, it's... (laughs) Once, once again, folks, <laughs> the warnings are there for a reason. Yeah. Don't Just the same thing as don't eat the lead paint chips, okay? Uh, but they taste good. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it comes down to, you know, knowing, knowing what your implements are, knowing all that, and that also goes back, though, to the fact that elves are uh, able to make beautiful things. That's also in the lore uh, because, obviously, one, they have a lot of time on their hands, but, two... Yeah. Is because they're really good craftsmen uh, or craftswomen, either way. Uh, but they they make they make really beautiful things, and yeah, getting a gift. Now, I will say that getting a gift from any of the Fey should be regarded as a special thing.
1: Um, uh, so, like I said, um, one of my coven sisters, her daughter is uh, Fey touched, mm-hmm. and so um, you know, this is a child who can walk outside and and find multiple fairy guests on, on just a random day. It's, it's amazing. Um, when this child gives me things for my altar, they go straight on my altar. Do not pass go, do not collect $200. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This child just intuitively works with the Fae.
0: Mm.
1: More power to her, good honor, Sorry. A demons I'm good with, but not, but not the fairies.
0: <laughs> like I said, I just want one uh, like Tinkerbell that will just sit on my shoulder, and that would be kind of fun.
1: I'm just good. Saying. I'm good. I Have wouldn't mind Tinkerbell that. hanging out. Hey, I wouldn't mind that. They're
0: actually, you know, there's some good things that come with the Fae.
1: Th- they are. Please understand that my aversion to the Fae is not because of all Fae are evil. Um, My version to the Fae is because Fae operate with a very specific set of rules that we're going to get into in a few minutes. um, And I don't operate in that set of rules intuitively. Right. And I have seen what happens when others have made that mistake. And it's just, I operate very intuitively with other creatures, and that just works better for me.
0: And, you know, once again, that's the whole thing that it comes down to it's if i would say the other part about it is you know you could learn lots oh, potential as well yeah. uh just like with most you things could you learn. can learn i just
1: choose not to right
0: but see if you do then you can have tinkerbell on your shoulder
1: See. Be good. all good i'm good i'm good <laughs> that being said um so uh a couple weeks ago i was driving home mm-hmm. um from visiting some family members out of town, and um, I was approached by um, a fae. It was a gnome type fae, and mm. he was crocheting. Okay. And I know that because I also crochet, and I saw him doing that. And he just kind of smiled at me and kept going, um, and it was an interesting sort of, I see you fellow craftsperson. Right. And I smiled and went along, and that is the interactions I have with the fae, in it's- general is.
0: He could have taught you how to crochet better than you ever knew.
1: You don't know? What I mean? And what would it have cost me?
0: I don't know. Maybe planting a tree, I don't
1: know. Or my firstborn child or you know. She'd be fine. She'd be fine. I'd be more worried about the Faye than her. Well that's the whole
0: thing. <laughs> so we have discussed that, but so the, the Fay are all around her her property.
1: Because uh, I I do um live in the woods. I have right. a very for someone who doesn't work with the Faye I do
0: you have a lot of them around, I t- I'll say and that. I
1: do, and I do in work with nature, and right. I'm involved in nature. Very right,
0: early. and so they like that, and that's the reason they hang around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the other part is, so uh, my, my daughter has talked about this, and I've, I've told her that, yes, it happens to me as well. They watch us when we're there uh, because they're interested. I really believe that. They're interested in us as well uh, because it's one of those... Our our particular gifts, and therefore they know that, and they' I don't I don't interact with them uh, either. Don't get me wrong. I, I have I do not have a fairy on my shoulder, um, although that would be kind of fun. But it's also one of those, you know, I I'm not Peter Pan either, so um, <laughs> so I don't know exactly how well that would go, but it. It comes down to, yeah, just I have fun with all of the all of the creatures that I interact with. Uh, I don't make, yeah, I mean, I've, I've never made any deals with the Fae, so I don't know. But, yes, there there are some that that usually demand a high price, and just because you know his name is Rumpelstiltskin doesn't mean you're going to get your kid back. Uh, however, the other funny part that leads into that is we have both talked about the fact that if that was to happen, the Fae would give them back. Yeah, because I'm Maybe sure they drive. Maybe our firstborn drive.
1: children. Our oh. firstborn children they might keep, but mm-hmm. our secondborn children oh. they would send them right back.
0: Yeah, they there there'd be no way. They'd be like, nope, not doing this. No,
1: our firstborn sons they would send right back.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they'd be there. Yeah, that'd be bad. Um, and we love our kids. Don't get us wrong. They're a lot of fun. But yes, it's it's one of those knowing. Knowing some of the operational standards of the Fey, <laughs> yeah, like, they'd be like, "You can have these back. Yeah. We're done." Yeah, like you know what they did? <laughs> they'd be have so the, the Fey would be traumatized. There, yeah. there'd be PTSD everywhere. They, there would be there would be stories and songs for centuries, I'm sure, about what happened. All
1: joking aside, <laughs> do not promise any children to the Fae. Oh no, yeah, they do, do not take that seriously. Yeah, do
0: not do that. They
1: take that very seriously. Yeah, and that comes to one of the rules of the Fae. Mm-hmm. They cannot lie. They yeah, I've heard that too. Uh, so you cannot lie to them. So if you say something to them, it becomes true.
0: Right. Right.
1: So if you offer them something, it is a true offer, whether you meant it to be or not.
0: hmm Like I said, like, so... Like, now, you they know. can
1: deceive. They can twist words. Right.
0: But, like, for instance, if you promise to plant a tree, you mm-hmm. better plant that tree. Yeah. Yeah. Now,
1: you can promise to plant a tree and then plant any tree.
0: Right. That is true. Anywhere, mm-hmm.
1: and you can probably even get away with pushing it off for a little bit by saying, I didn't say when. Not a tactic I would recommend, quickly, correct? But probably
0: because then it looks like you're deceiving, yeah, yeah.
1: But, um,
0: and if you actually have a good, uh, you know, a rather good hearted yeah. Fae, yeah, and stuff like that, and you do that, yeah, there'll, there'll be consequences.
1: And if you say, Oh, I promised to plant a tree, but this is why I haven't. Yet.
0: now they might accept that.
1: They might accept it depending on what your answer is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one of the other rules for working with the fae is never say thank you. Okay? Saying thank you is an admission of a debt. Mm-hmm. So, if a fae gives you anything and you say, thank you, you owe them something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In kind. Not what you think is in kind, what they think is in kind. Mm-hmm. So, it's... They might give you a rock, and if you say thank you, well, how important was that rock to them? Mm-hmm. What did that rock mean to them? Well, mm-hmm. now something of equal value to you is owed to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: couple things to say instead of thank you to the Fae. That's cool. Um, very nice. Very nice. I will take this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I will do X, Y, Z with this. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: which means you do have to do that.
1: Which means you do have to do that. Yeah. I will put this on my altar.
0: And then it goes there.
1: And then it goes on right. the altar. Right, um, Yeah. But also, you can't reject gifts from the Fed, because that is rude.
0: It is rude. Well, I mean, it's just like rejecting, a gift. once again, so going back to the whole, remember, you're dealing with entities that have... The same personalities, somewhat, as humans. It's just like dealing with spirits and everything else.
1: Yeah, they've got the same diversity of yes. individuals that we do.
0: So, if you reject a gift, it'd be like how how would your grandma feel if you, if you reject her gift for Christmas? No. You know, how would your how would your significant other feel yeah. if you rejected a gift from them? You know, stuff like that. Now, I'm not saying that the Fae are looking at it more as a a friend type situation, if that's what they're doing, but same, same rules. If it really is, yeah, I'm talking about rules, same rules. If a friend gives you a gift and you reject the gift, well, how does that make the friend feel? Right.
1: So, and they are very letter of the law. Yeah. Very letter of the law. Whereas there are some other entities that are more feeling or emotion or, Mm -hmm. um, intent based. They are very letter of the law. Um, And for that reason, you have to follow the rules. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't eat anything a fae has given you.
0: (laughs) Now why could that be dangerous? (laughs) Good (laughs) God. For anybody that's uh, read Alice in Wonderland, you might have a clue.
1: Um, When you eat things that the fae have given you, just because it's safe for the fae doesn't mean it's safe for you. That's true, too. Okay? It's perfectly safe for me to eat chocolate. It's not safe for my dog to do so. Right. It's perfectly safe for the Fae to eat certain plants that are not safe for me to eat.
0: Nightshade comes to mind.
1: Nightshade comes to mind. It's perfectly safe for the Fae to work certain magics on their mm-hmm. food that may not be safe for me. hmm Okay? Um, don't eat anything the Fae have given you. Don't follow the Fae. Like, don't follow after them.
0: Once again, it comes back to the Willow woods Because you so. never
1: know where they're going to lead you to. Um, if you choose to follow them, which, again, we've just told you, please don't do, but if for any reason you do follow them, don't follow them through a doorway, a precipice, um, uh, into something, out of something. If you're in the woods, don't follow them out of the woods. If you're near the woods, don't follow them into the woods. Well, if there's a gateway, don't follow them through the gateway.
0: I will say this. If you do you will disappear. Now, you will probably be in their realm, and once again, time works different. So don't be surprised if you can't leave.
1: Yeah. Or if when you do, things are not the way you expected them to be when you get
0: back. Right, there's a uh, there's an old Irish... You might
1: have been gone for what you thought was years and it was only minutes, or you might have been gone for what you thought was minutes and it was years.
0: Right. Uh, there's an old uh, Irish uh, folklore tale that is about a king that fell in love with one of the fae, and she was a beautiful princess. And he uh, he went with her into the fae realms, and he wanted to come back and visit his kingdom. Mm-hmm. For him, it had only been in his in his mind the way he looked at time. It had only been about a decade. Yeah. Okay. So ten years. And he was confident that uh, his second-in-command, that was his right-hand guy, would have led the kingdom, everything would have been fine, and so he didn't have any... He thought, okay, I'll come back and check on everything. And the princess, who he had married in the Pharaoh, told him, you can go back, but don't get off your horse. Yeah. That was her, her warning to him. And he said, okay, and kissed her goodbye, and she opened a gateway, and he went through back into the mortal world. Well... Everything was different. People's clothes had changed. They still, you know, they're still king and peasants and all that stuff. But their clothes had changed. Their speech was a little bit different. He didn't understand what was going on. And he decided to get off the horse. And according to the tale, when he got off the horse, he instantly became dust. Because it was over 150 years apparently had passed. Or somewhere around there, and so his body, back in the mortal realm, as soon as he hit the ground, time caught up yeah. and reduced him. Um, and yeah, so that's that's one of the, and like I said, that's an old tale uh, that I had heard, especially when I was a kid. And it's just a warning. It's it's a warning about okay, if this happens, and you're you, once again you're given specific instructions about hey, don't get off this horse.
1: And that goes to go. making bargains with the Faye. You right. can absolutely make bargains with the Faye, and that mm-hmm. is how you work with the Faye. Um, we've said multiple times that it's a, that working with any entities is about relationships. Right. Um, I think it's more about the immediate transaction with the Faye than it necessarily is the long-term mm-hmm. paying dividends into a relationship, right. like it might be with some other entities. Um, and so when you make a bargain with the Faye, you need to uphold a hundred percent to the letter that bargain.
0: Oh yeah. Absolutely. And they
1: will uphold hundred oh, yeah. percent to the letter of that bargain. Yeah. Do not expect you are getting any more, but you are also not getting any less.
0: That's true. For
1: whatever good or bad that may be, you right. are getting no more and no less than what was bargained for. Right. Um for example, I have made a bargain with the Fay. He said earlier that my property is pretty overrun with Fay, mm-hmm. but I don't work with them. So how am I able to exist surrounded by the Fay, not interacting with them, not working with them, not being bothered by them? Um, I pay an offering to the Fay once a year of ginger cookies and cream right. um, as a um, peace offering. My kids like to joke that it's like buying off the mob, and to a certain extent it is. But um, they don't bother me. I don't bother them, um, and they understand any slight errors I may make are simple miscalculations and errors. And they, we kind of give each other a choose to ignore each other <laughs> thing, um, and that's how I pay for it. Right, and is in an offering every year.
0: And and in the old ways, that's talked about quite a bit. So you know, when people especially didn't have, well, yeah didn't have all the modern conveniences, and we were living almost right on the edge of forests and mm-hmm. stuff like that, that was a pretty common practice. Uh, you find it in all kinds of different things you f- of, of how different celebrations would go, different times of the year, what you would do, different things like that. Because, yeah, it's just like, so for instance, you know, talking about Santa, once again, being a fae, what do you leave out for Santa? Milk
1: and cookies.
0: Right. Which, Which is, is another
1: evidence that he might be.
0: Potentially. But, you know, uh-huh. the other part is, you know, you're told to leave out the milk and cookies, not necessarily as an offering, but just because it's what you do. It's like, okay, hey, you know.
1: It's an exchange.
0: It's an exchange because if you think about it, Santa Claus, there's a clause in there yep. that says, okay, I'll be good and you'll bring me presents. If I'm bad, I get coal or Krampus, yep. uh, <laughs> potentially. And so, which, you know, once again leads to Krampus potentially being a fay as well. Um but yeah, it's you make this bargain, and we leave out the milk and cookies as basically a sealing of the bargain, sealing of the bargain, or as a kind of like, okay, hey, you know, I understand that you've you've done what you're supposed to do, and here you go, and so we're, and if you don't even if you don't even think about that, it's one of those. It's just nice to give the guy who's supposedly going all around the world in one night maybe a little something to drink and a little something to eat.
1: So I'll if you leave you,
0: beer and cookies out for him, he'll probably be back to your house first next year.
1: I'll tell you, at my house, we leave Coke and M&M's. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Okay,
1: And that is entirely because American marketing ke- techniques are great. Oh, so there was man. a commercial when I was a child where the big anthropomorphic M&M's yes. leave out M&M's for Santa. It is yes, real. They are real. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so, for that reason, I said, Dad, we should leave out M&M's. Well, also, Santa... Growing up, he isn't anymore, but growing up, he was on all the Coke cans. Oh, yeah. Um, which, you know, and there were commercials about him leaving out Coke. But also, we didn't drink a lot of milk in my house growing up. So, for my parents, on Christmas Eve, to run to the store and grab a pack of M&Ms. Right. Was, a lo- was the easiest thing, and it was, what, a dollar? Yeah. Okay, so they left that out, and we already always had Coke in the house because we drank a lot of Coke. And, it, and I still do, to this day. Um,
0: hence, it, hence the diabetes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She don't have diabetes. No,
1: not yet. <laughs> um, um, and so we already had Coke in the house, and if we wanted cookies, we were gonna have to buy them. M Ms were cheaper. No, 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 so no, 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 no.
0: You make cookies.
1: Not my mom. No,
0: no, no, You gotta make cookies for Santa.
1: My mom is a firm believer that as long as Keebler is in business, you, there's no reason to bake. Cookies. Oh, which brings I up, disagree. I disagree full-heartedly.
0: Which brings up an interesting point, and and I do agree with the movie Elf on this. Once again, making cookies or anything else in a large oak tree during the dry season with an oven inside it—probably a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Just saying.
1: But yeah, my my mother is. To this day, a firm believer that there's no reason to bake cookies as long as Keebler and the Disco are
0: still in business. No, because you got to make them, because you make them out of love and respect, and therefore they have more power.
1: Well, my grandmother was a baker, and she's the one who taught me how, and that's why I make cookies, but because that's what we did when I was a kid, my kids leave out coconut moans for Santa. Well,
0: that, and that's understandable.
1: Um, and the, the argument my father always gave me is, the man is exhausted by the time he gets to our house. He can use some caffeine.
0: That's probably true. Yeah, that's probably true. Um... Uh, But once again, it's, you know, yeah, you go back to the whole, we still do these rituals, we still do these routines, we still do the offerings, we still do all this stuff. Some of it unconsciously, Mm -hmm. because it's just been in the zeitgeist, and it's been part of the cultural heritage for so long that nobody questions it anymore.
1: Well, okay, so why do we dress up in costumes on Halloween, or as I call it, Samhain?
0: Because I look amazing?
1: Yes. Um, (laughs) Because... The, the barrier between realms thins around right. Sawan. Right. Okay. That's all the realms, not just the realm of the dead. Right.
0: Okay.
1: So the Fae are more likely to be out. They have been known to snatch children if they can't tell that it's a child because they're very letter of the law. Mm-hmm. So if you have whiskers, you can't be a child. Uh, if you have a job like a firefighter, you can't be a child.
0: Right.
1: So um, they're very letter of the law. So if you don't look like a child or like you as a child should look like, you're not going to get snatched.
0: So look, I'm um, snatch you. Is that what you're saying?
1: Again, I, I wear a costume every
0: Halloween. Well, I do too.
1: Um, now, um, I also do that offering on salad. Because right. That's when right. everybody else that
0: Right. And as we've talked about before, it's one of those. It doesn't just close back up either. No, yeah. uh, it it's stays, not like the door opens right. For 24 hours and it stays like pretty. That. It stays pretty thin all the way through. Usually the end of Saturnalia. Yeah, uh, so um,
1: up through Yule, which yeah. is coming up here real soon.
0: Yeah,
1: we're very excited. About oh yeah, our house.
0: yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going over to eat and have some fun. Oh yeah. So that'll be good. Of course, after we open presents and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, we're all looking forward to that, because, um, yeah, I love Christmas. We're going to we're going to Christmas Eve service with our church, and so that way, because obviously since Christmas Eve's on Saturday and Christmas is on a Sunday, it's like they have, like, multiple services, and so I'm like, yep, yeah, we'll just go to Christmas Eve, get it knocked out, then that way we can have fun on Christmas. That's why I really do like what the Canadians do, to be honest. If we've got anybody listening to Canada, you know... Everybody on the 25th gets to do all of the religious churchy stuff. And then the 26th is Boxing Day because that's when you unwrap your presents and get to hang out with your friends and everything like that. I actually think that's really cool.
1: So, um, you know, as we've discussed, um, Daniel here is Christian. I am not. But I did grow up Christian, and my father grew up Catholic. Mm -hmm. And he grew up, his parents had a rule, you cannot open your Christmas presents until you've gone to Mass. Mm, Now, when my father reached a certain age, he was an altar boy, and he learned that working his Mass as an altar boy counted as going to Mass. Okay, great. So he signed up to do Midnight Mass every year,
0: Right, right.
1: because that counted as his Christmas Mass. So he'd do Midnight Mass, he'd come home, he'd go to sleep. As soon as he woke up, he could open his presents. Makes sense. The rest of his brothers and sisters had to wait to go to Christmas morning church he'd already gone to church. He right. didn't have to go with them, right. and he could open his presents.
0: Makes sense. That's thinking right there.
1: That's, that's
0: thinking. That's there the kind you know. of... That, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it, if you open your gifts on Christmas Eve, if you open them on Christmas, if you open them on the 26th, I don't care. Yeah. It, it's, once again, it's it's a whole thing that's, that's between you and whatever your particular, you traditions know, traditions are. are. Yeah, it, that's the whole thing with that. Um, and... You know, speaking of, you know, the the Fay do have traditions as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have celebrations. Uh, that's why I really do believe that there's certain times of the year where people are more apt to see them. Uh, some of it gets dismissed because you know, if you've ever if you've ever had any type of supernatural encounter, paranormal encounter, your brain is really trying to figure out. If it was something rational, it can explain away.
1: The human brain loves to rationalize.
0: It does, it. and so I really think there's times where people see them and they just dismiss it, or they try to rationalize it away uh, because they do get drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do like to drink. That's in all the folklore. That's even in like some of the Lord of the Rings stuff. It they like to drink, okay? Oh yes. And so it's when well, they do get drunk. That's when. They do stupid stuff just like any other entity, even us. You know, you get drunk, you do stupid things. Yep. And they do. And that's when, that's where I think a lot of the tales of like catching leprechauns comes from is from them getting drunk and stupid and getting caught. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I would advise you not to catch a leprechaun. Just FYI, yeah, they are not seen. going to give you a pot of gold. And if they do, there's all kinds of strings attached with that, I guarantee you. Even and if they're that drunk,
1: gold is probably not going
0: to be real gold. Uh, there you go, exactly. So it's it's one of those. Yeah, don't catch leprechauns. They're just if you do, give them something to drink because yeah. they're already drunk. So there you go, um, and don't make any bargains with them because even bargains made while they're drunk are still in effect once they sober up.
1: Oh, and yeah. they will remember. It's Just like if you get drunk and go to Vegas and get married, you're still married. they are still Vegas married, that's
0: that. right, exactly. So, don't a do that. A contract
1: made while drunk is still a it's contract. It's still a
0: contract, that's right. So, remember that. <laughs> and you'll be just fine. Also, once again, that comes back to the, don't eat anything, don't drink anything, because you'll probably get drunker than a skunk off of whatever they give you. And I don't care if it's a thimble full of something, whatever. If once it came in a thimble,
1: do not... Drink it.
0: Once again, their stuff is way more powerful than what we have. And their magic. That's also what affects it as well. So just remember all those things and you'll be fine when dealing with the Fae.
1: But also remember that sometimes your encounters with the Fae are going to be like mine was. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Hi. I see you. I see Mm -hmm. you, too. Cool. Move on. If Um, you want to, yeah. uh, So just because you encounter the Fae doesn't mean you have to...
0: Oh no! You don't have do to. You, inter- you don't have to interact with them.
1: No, um, you can. Mm-hmm. If you do, okay. I highly recommend you do even more research than listening to this one episode oh. of the podcast. Oh,
0: yeah, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> unless,
1: uh, it, talk to people who are fay touched.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Um.
0: Yeah.
1: If you're fay touched, you probably know you are.
0: There. Yeah. You'll have interactions. You'll have different things happening, like what she talked about with uh, her friend's kid and that's the once again the, the rational mind trying to rationalize things especially as an adult you'll see it as coincidence you'll see it as oh that's that's pretty neat I was thinking about that the other day or just different things that your mind tries to rationalize away and you may be and you may see weird things that's the other part you're not crazy more than likely you're not crazy <laughs> you don't need drugs you uh, you know all those things. It's it's one of those. You may be perfectly sane, and you're just yep. more open to that realm. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, it's like we're going to be talking about yeah, as we're as we're getting near the end here. Uh, like next episode, we're going to be talking about ghosts. That's uh, my particular one of my particular gifts. Of I I have the ability to uh, play with people. play yeah, play with entities in that realm. Um, the the dead are interesting. Uh, yeah. I will say that, and
1: we'll we'll tell you as much about the dead as we can. Right, remembering that the dead can't even tell us that much about what's going on to, with themselves.
0: Right, usually because of the watchers. Um, I'll talk about that too. Uh, but yeah, that's that's one of my particular gifts is is interacting with them. Um, always has been now. That's also an interesting part, you know. You don't tell people that because they think you're crazy, and they, they also think you've seen
1: six too many times.
0: well, that too. But they also don't usually want to hear about their dead loved ones, mm-hmm. uh, because everybody's got this idea that they already passed passed on and everything's good and glorious and. And sometimes whatever. it is. And it, it yes, but
1: sometimes it sometimes is. they
0: don't. It's not instantaneous, like I think people want to believe. Yeah. Um. Uh, but anyways, so yeah. Um as we come towards the close here of another successful episode. Uh, if you want to interact with us, you can always get us at magicwithak for info at gmail.com. That's our email address. Uh, we did check make sure that we <laughs> we are on Spotify. So we did that before the show. That was part of our pre-show uh, talking that we did. And it's well as we were talking about that. And, oh, by the way, uh, go watch... If you haven't, HBO Max has the Doctor Who Christmas specials dating back for several years. We've got David Tennant, Matt Smith on there. Uh, some of my favorite Doctors. So if you if you're looking for some good Christmas fare, you can go watch those. They're actually really neat. They're a lot of fun. They'll pull up the heartstrings. Yeah. You'll uh, you'll have a lot of fun watching those. Yeah. Uh, but, if you're like
1: me, um, go look up uh, the Hogfather.
0: <laughs> watch that. Yeah, we mentioned that last time. Yeah. Yep,
1: it is definitely a favorite around my house.
0: Uh, if you need to scare the children, watch Krampus mm-hmm. to let them know. Especially with the the colder temperatures that are supposed to be hitting everywhere.
1: Yes. Uh, right um, before
0: Christmas or on Christmas.
1: Stay Jeez. safe if you're if you're living in Europe or the UK. Please oh. be safe. We have heard of what's going on over there yeah. with the, with y'all's temperatures and yeah. energy. Um, and and we feel
0: for you yeah make sure that you are staying warm and you're staying safe Um, you know I I realize some of you may not be able to but anybody that can if you can safely burn wood in your house man I would suggest doing that because anything to keep warm Um, because yeah cold will get you faster than anything Um, it is it is a from from what I've been told it's a very peaceful way to die uh, hypothermia but But man, I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather not. Um, so y'all stay safe. Everybody be careful over there, especially with all the the other fun activities going on towards Um, the East there. Yep.
1: So, uh, we, our next episode, um, may be coming out a little early or a little late. Not sure because next week is Christmas. Right.
0: We've got all of our, all of our stuff going on. Um, so, yeah, it, it depends. We may, we may get a, an episode out on Christmas Eve, or we may wait and just do it on the 26th. We'll yeah. see. Um, but either way, yeah, you'll hear from us. And like I said, the next one will be about ghosts, which I'm sure everybody loves talking about ghosts. Even oh, yeah. if they don't believe on them, even if they, you know, oh, I've never encountered a ghost. Well, you probably have. Uh, you probably have some type of interaction. And we'll, we'll discuss all that next time. But anyways, that's it for us here at Magic with a K. I'm Daniel, and I'm Alex, and you guys be safe out there.